Hey, good morning, y'all. This is Convinced Christianity Podcast, and uh, I'm your host, Marcus Tatum. Uh, today's going to be a little different. Uh, I know I haven't posted a podcast in a while. Um, I wanted to take a break from the apologetics and uh, just speak to you um, on what God was speaking to me today, this morning. Uh, really what he was putting in my heart for about a, about two weeks now. Um, and first, let me tell you what, what happened this morning. I woke up to a... Uh, a video that a buddy of mine made, um, Aaron Simpkins, who's the owner of True Strength Apparel. And uh, you can find his his, uh, his website at truestrengthapparel.com. Please go check him out. It's worth it, I promise you. Um, I was listening to a uh, video that he made uh, and put on his, uh, on truestrengthapparel.com, on, on, excuse me, on his Facebook page. Um, and he was, uh, he likes, you know, he's into weightlifting and stuff like that. And uh, he was uh, making a video and he was telling, telling uh, people about how uh, he was lifting. He had only been to like two or three um, spots and two different, two or three, two or three different, um, I guess, uh, words, words, uh, I lost the word here, but um, excuse me. He was, uh, it was at three different, three or four different uh, machines. We'll go with that. <laughs> and um and 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 I guess one of the employees came up to him and said, "You're dropping the uh, the weights too loud, and you're slamming the weights down." Um, and I don't know if they they you know told him he had to to leave or stop or what, but um, he was done after that. He said he kind of just kind of lost focus and uh, kind of put him off his game. Um, and he was really, he, he was annoyed by it because uh, you're you're in a gym, you know, not a library, which I can understand that. And, um, he said he was humbled by it though, because he felt like he knew this wasn't the gym he really wanted to be at, but at the same time he was there because, uh, he wanted to be close to his family. Uh, Aaron's got a baby on the way that was due, I believe like two days ago. So that baby's coming, you know, any hour, any day now. Um, and he said he felt like he was spoken to about, um, he needed to value his family and the comfort of being near his family um, more than he needed the comfort of, uh, more than he needed to value the comfort of slamming down weights or just dropping weights. Um, and then he felt like that's what was spoken to him. And when I heard that, to me, what was spoken that was, there was sacrifice. Um, the sacrifice that, you know, and it's small. Aaron, would admit, he admitted in the video, it's small, but... God speaks through that sometimes. Um, before it gets to, you know, um, a, a big situation or, or um, a more important situation, if you will. You know, God speaks through those small things. And it's, it, I mean, think about it. It's better, better in this situation than in, you know, uh, the baby comes and, and now Aaron's got to learn how to sacrifice. Right? I mean, you're a parent. That's a bad time to learn how to sacrifice. And um, and so God's just using the small things to just kind of check the heart. And um, he's been doing it with myself as well. I mean, he does it with everybody. I mean, um, even about a week and a half ago, uh, I was doing Bible study and God laid something on my heart. and So I wrote down kind of a quick uh, Bible lesson or sermon. And... Um, I titled it the love language, the one love language, 
you know, everybody talks about the five different love languages when you're in a relationship. And um, I put down the love language and I basically talked about sacrifice. I mean, if God is love and we love because God first loved us, that means we love like God. That means God is a perfect example and a prime example of love and what love looks like. If we're to love our wives as Christ loved the church, again, he's telling us he is the perfect example of what love looks like and what did God do in his love. Right? John 3.16, God so loved the world that he did what? That he gave. He gave. That was his response in his love for his people. He decided to give. And he didn't just give anything. He, he gave his one and only son. And I think it's important that, that, that we point out that John didn't have to say one and only. Could have said he gave his son, but no, he, he made a point to say he gave his one and only son, as if to say this is something that's close to the Father's heart. And he's not just giving away his uh, uh, one of his angels, right? Or uh, Even though, of course, the angels are close to God and, and, and have um, they're valuable to God as we are as well. We, so, we might be even more so, um, but uh, he gave his one and only son, something that was very close to his heart, something that's literally part of him. Um, so, and then you just look at, you know, that's what the father did, but then you look at what Jesus did. Obviously, he sacrificed his life, um, not because he wanted to, but because he loved us that much. He didn't want to die on the cross. He asked that cup to pass three times. Uh, but he did it anyway. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And that joy wasn't the cross. You know, I hear a lot of people, um, <clears throat> excuse me, read that verse and they say, "Well, Jesus loved us so much that he, he, uh, he loved. You know, he was he was happy to go to the cross. There was joy in going to the cross for us." And I just I, I want to reword that and say I don't think he was happy to go to the cross or joyful to go to the cross. The joy set before him was not the cross. The joy set before him was beyond the cross. The joy set before him was um, that he would be reconciled, uh, or excuse me, that the, that the God, his people, that humans, would have a chance to be reconciled back to God, back into relationship, back into fellowship and communion with him. That was the joy that was set before Jesus. And so you look forward and you say, okay, well, the cross was ahead of him. So that's what he was talking about. No, beyond the cross was reconciliation back to him. And he was so joyful about that, about us coming back to him, of us loving him and having a relationship with him. Um, that was the joy that he had. That was what he saw that said, I can do this. I can endure the cross because the, the, the reward of me enduring the cross is so great. Uh, I'm willing to sacrifice my life. And the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, it often gets forgotten about, right? But... Holy Spirit lives with inside each one of us believers, and what do you say? Well, what did He sacrifice? Well, Holy Spirit sacrificed um, indwelling in heaven. Um, he is no longer uh, reaping the full benefits of deity. He is still deity, no matter where He is. But he's not reaping the full benefits of deity. Just like um, Jesus not wasn't just 
deity when he was here. He was 100% deity when he was here, but he was also 100% man. So he had to feel some of the things that men feel. Um, you know, he was hungry, he was thirsty, he was depressed, he was angry, you know. <clears throat> we went through all those emotions that, that we've gone through. And um, the Holy Spirit now has left the comfort of heaven to indwell broken vessels. That is sacrifice. That is sacrifice. And, and, and it's like the, the Holy Spirit is constantly in battle. It's constantly at war with our bodies. Our own flesh is inherently sinful. Right? And when we become believers, we kind of we have that, you know, that good angel on the left shoulder and that bad angel on the right shoulder, right? And it's kind of like you know, the the good the good the good angel is the Holy Spirit, right? The bad angel is not even Satan, it's us. It's our own uh fleshly conscience if you will. <laughs> right? It's our own inherent wickedness. And the Holy Spirit is constantly at battle within a, within us trying to fight against our own fleshly desires, our own fleshly wickedness, our own fleshly sin, uh, sinfulness. And um that is the sacrifice that God has 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 done for us, uh, or has given for us. And so, when it comes to our own lives, how do we love people? Not just our significant others and our spouses, um, but how do we love people in general? The lost, the found. Um, you know, those in our church or at, or at another church. Those in a different religion, um, you know, and those... Um, or pastors and, and mentors. and We love everyone um, this way. We sacrifice for everyone because that is the way God wants us to love people. That's the way God has loved us. That's the way he's shown his love to us. And that's the way we need to love other people. Sacrifice even when we don't want to. Because that's how we show our love to them. And I believe that's how God wants us to show our love. And so um, that's, that's what God put on my heart this morning. After watching uh, Aaron... Aaron Simpkins video. <clears throat> um, I hope you guys got something from that. I uh, hope you guys can use that and apply that throughout the day, throughout the week. And just kind of uh, rest in that. Uh, also understanding that's how God loves you. That he would do all those things for you. Um, that he values you that much. That he would sacrifice um, something that means something to him. Um, so rest in that. Marinate in that. Um, believe it. And uh, I promise you, uh, the more you live in it, your life will never be the same.